officially driving you the official drive on Lotus FM. Now it's time for the all-exclusive interview this afternoon on Lotus FM on the official drive. Now, 16th November 1860, the first Indian indentured laborers arrived on South African shores, and the South African Hindu Mahasabha and the Aryan Benevolent Homes will be commemorating this milestone at an event in Chatsworth, and will be uh, begin planning for next year's 160th anniversary. And joining us now live on the official drive on Lotus FM to speak about its legacy are Professors Ashwin Desai and Bridge Maharaj. Good uh, afternoon, Professors, and welcome to Lotus FM. Uh, great to be with you, Lloyd. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you very much, Professor Ashwin and Mr. Maraj as well. Now, let's begin by asking uh, Professor Desai, uh, let's begin by asking you for some history and the circumstances under which, uh, which Indian indentured laborers were brought to uh, South Africa. Well, um, you know, it's not a coincidence that uh, the word indenture came about immediately after the abolition of slavery. Mm, right. And basically, in many ways, as the historian Yu Tinker said, it was a new form of slavery, but it was dressed up in the niceties of agreements and the fact that after five or ten years, you are free to go back to India. So its birth mm. was uh, against the backdrop of the abolition of slavery. Um, and the particular form that it took in South Africa was uh, that on the 16th of November, the Truro arrived. But the Truro wasn't the first ship to leave India. Um, the Belvedere left first, but because of the longer trip. Uh, and the North Indians are generally mm. much slower than the South Indians. Um, the Belvedere arrived second, 10 days later. <laughs> right now, Professor, you also co-authored the or co-authored the book uh, Inside Indenture with Professor Golam Vahid. Um, would you say indenture could be likened to slavery? Okay, first, just uh, please call me Ashwin, then we can save some. Time. Right, Ashwin. Let's take out the prophet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, in many senses it could, and in many senses it could be even worse than slavery, mm. um, because the slave owners had a interest in ensuring that the slaves were healthy so they could exploit them for the whole right. length of their years. But indenture, they had five years in which to get labor out of, of, of those people, and they really treated them like cogs in the machine. And the crossover was that they were denied their names, they were denied their histories, they were denied their language and they were literally all given numbers. So they were cogs in the colonial labouring machine. And in this sense, um, indenture was, was a form of slavery. Now, let's move on to uh, Professor Maraj. How important is it that this history be, is remembered and also the younger generations understand what uh, indenture entailed? Because if, if, if at the moment, if we don't speak about it as often as we, we're supposed to, um, that bit of rich history will fizzle out. You're raising a very important question, and it goes beyond the so-called narrow uh, notion of the Indian community. Mm. There's concern about uh, the uh, what's the content uh, relating to endangered history in the national school syllabus. And we must acknowledge a work done by a small organization called the Vallam History Society mm. and uh, Mr. Anand Jairaj and company and colleagues who have written to the Department of Education, etc., to really look at the content uh, uh, in terms of uh, of indenture and his uh, and its history yes even us as a community i think sometimes we have our own divisions and polarizations mm. uh, and some you know people living in in in, in phoenix and chatsworth have different notions of uh, history and community versus someone living in Amshlanga That's and Santon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so i think it's very important that we understand our histories and where we come from and and also in terms of some of the challenges we are facing as a community and as a country 
uh, we we sometimes have a tendency to 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 retreat into our cultural cocoons, etc. We are South Africans. We live in in South Africa. We got to engage mm. mainstream mm. society, and, and we need to understand that history. And the history is contested. Yes, uh, uh, Indians were involved, involved in struggle. Uh, you know, we, we the political struggle, the anti-apartheid struggle, uh, etc. And suddenly you are told, you know, maybe pack your bags and go back to India. Mm. We need to be worried about that possibility. Yeah, so I think definitely the younger generation, and I think it starts at that that grassroots level where where the youngsters need to learn this part of history. Now, how important is it also remember that despite all these difficulties that you mentioned, many stayed and built their homes and and lives here, and we are the products of that now. Sitting behind this microphone with this kind of opportunity, chatting to two professors across me, um, you know, um, how important is it to remember these kind of things? I mean, most of us uh, at our level uh, have actually are the product of co- community schools. Uh, it means there was a lot of self-help uh, and community uh, cooperation in terms of providing that education. And you ought to know, I mean, we all know, in, in this country for the indentured labor, education was seen as a passport out of the fields. Mm. And in terms of the historical development of indentured communities across the world, in Trinidad, Fiji, etc., the South Africans got out of the field the fastest. And that was, of course, because of the nature of the type of industrial and, and manufacturing activities that took place, developed in Devon around the turn of the uh, uh, the century. Uh, and US, so you had the ML Sultan and, and, and the Technical College, and now it's called DUT, etc. Uh, I think we also are sometimes, the new elite is forgetting uh, that history of sharing and caring and, and, and philanthropy and generosity for all. It's not for a narrow, you know, a narrow interest. And sometimes I think uh, the new elite are getting caught up in some of the, uh, you know, the tenders and so on that's going around the country. And so some in the community are complicit in some of the problems we're facing. And of course, uh, the Guptas have not helped us. All right, so I always say, you know, if especially for the young generation, in order to know where we're going, we have to know where we come from. An exciting interview currently going on exclusive. Professors Ashwin Desai and Bridge Maharaj live in a studio. Now, uh, Professor Desai or uh, Ashwin for this interview? <laughs> <laughs> now, within the broader South African public, um, is enough known about indenture? Um, not at all. In fact, uh, those of us who are even historians of indenture uh, constantly find new stories, uh, new ways of looking at material, uh, new evidence uh, to think about indenture again, um, rethink it. We always thought as historians that because the indenture didn't write letters, uh, they didn't read written documents, that you, you could only tell their numbers, what village they came from, mm. what ship they came from. But by looking at court records, by going back uh, into the archives, you can build biographies of people. So you can tell a story of a family that went back in 1920 and they kept wanting to come back and wrote to the British government saying, we are an African family. India is a foreign country to us but we refused the right to come back. They landed in Dar es Salaam and walked across Africa to northern Zululand on foot. And we can have a photograph of that family and the British were determined to send them back which is an example of the fact when people talk about what are we and you know what is our place in South Africa. In the early 1930s, people were thinking of themselves as Africans, mm. as indigenous to this land. And so uh, people don't know these stories. They have anecdotal ideas of what these stories are. And it's very important to set the historical records straight. And the intention basically had three things. They had, which is the three S's, and it's not the Datsun triple S. It's, it's schooling, <laughs> spirituality, and security. And these things remain as profound as mm. they are where at the time of the indenture schooling scholarship 
security and our spirituality. And the next time you pass a temple, just don't look at it as a temple. Just think that somebody who had no money, no education, no resources, built a temple. Um, build something special um, and, and so that for me uh, is not for history to be like an anchor for nostalgia to say how great we are but as a, as a catalyst in the present what we build in the present around non-racialism our place in this country uh, and, and, and we build on that by understanding the sacrifices uh, that, that people made but it's also to say that you know the intention that fun they mocked Mm. Uh, the sugar barons um, they had resistances um, they, they built lives that were so incredible a one step out of indenture uh, so so you know that for me is why um, there, there's an article in a, in a paper today where uh, a young person says you know I don't care about 1860 because one of my parents is white and the other is Indian so I'm only celebrating my life from 1994 it's a ridiculous assertion yes. it's like saying you know my mother was a passenger Indian my father was indentured so I don't care about that history you, you, know, you know so mm. so even more why can't you carry joint histories in your body you know, it's like some people even today are saying, oh, my history is Muslim, my history is North Indian, my history is South Indian. It's one of the most ridiculous ways to think about history. Those histories flow through our blood and they join each other. And I think that for me is what the 16 should be about. All over this country, people are having functions and all those functions need to be, uh, that we need to participate in it. Not, not to only look back at the past, but to re-involve ourselves in the present. I love that, uh, the story that you mentioned um, uh, when you started and it's, it's a rich part of history where Indians as early as that year back then uh, were embracing the fact that we are African first. We are from yeah. the continent of Afri- Africanism and that's who we are. Um, and, and obviously that part of history, uh, young people need to empower themselves with because that's something that they need to carry on. And also with other generations, social cohesion, the young people need to know these stories. And like you said, the, the struggle as well was fought by Indian people as well, a big major role. So young people need to empower. Let's move on, Professor Maraj, now uh, to the event this Saturday. Uh, it will take place at the ABH Epitendon uh, in Chatsworth. What exactly has been planned? Uh, just to say, this is part of the Cultural and Heritage uh, Outreach Program of the uh, Southern Hindu Masawa and the Aryan Development Home. Uh, they've got this new Parunan Theatre that's been launched uh, a few weeks ago and this is uh, a partnership project and we decided to host it in Chatsworth because it's in the heart of the community and because it's in the heart of the community and uh, we have a range of, uh, of uh, cultural items uh, there's dancers there's a young dancer uh, Shia Singh she's 14 years old then we have a household name in South Africa uh, Chris Swamiville and his, his troupe uh, and then we have uh, Veena Lashman who's from Lotus yes. and she's going to be uh, rendering uh, quite a few musical items so that's the cultural and entertainment side and then we go on to some of uh, the, the, the papers that's going to be presented we mm. have uh, you know, uh, very uh, senior professors of history, uh, Professor Golam Vahid will be speaking, and then we have uh, Professor Kalpana Hiralal, who's going to talk about gender and, and the indenture dynamics. It it's, it's needs a lot more exposure. Uh, women were seen to be passive, etc., and uh, we know from Ashwin Desai's book that w- women uh, were able to resist and challenge uh, and 
we, we need to, uh, you know, uh, that agency, that's the correct phrase. And then we have a younger speaker, and his name, as you mentioned, uh, Selvan Naidu from the 1860 Heritage Center. Uh, and he's going to be speaking about uh, uh, some of the connections between the past and, and, and the present. Uh, and the last speaker uh, is <laughs> Professor Ashwin Desai. Uh, and, and, but what's more important is we have to look at, uh, this is a very open meeting. It's a secular meeting, very important. It's not a religious meeting. It's right. open to all. Mm. And uh, to look at uh, what uh, our community is thinking about next year. Do we set up a committee? Do we set up a platform? Uh, and how we engage in, in, in developing uh, and educating the community, uh, creating memories, mm. uh, getting people to write. I mean, academics write is part of our job, but I think there are a lot of lay persons who are writing and doing some fascinating work. Uh, and uh, so this was going to be a platform actually to think about next year as well. Now, Ash, uh, planning will also get underway for the 160th anniversary next year. What are your thoughts on how this should be observed? Well, I think we, we must just um, envelop the country with an idea. For me, it's just simple. Uh, building non-racialism, mm. anti-racism. That in a world in which uh, people are going back, you know, they say there's three things that people can do, minorities especially, when they, when they feel a sense uh, that they're under pressure. They can freeze, um, they can flee or they can fight. And you can see people freezing into their gated communities in Zimbabwe. There are people who are running away to Australia and wherever, fine. And, and there are ones who want to stay and mm. say that we have a long and rich history. We are part of the fabric of South Africa, um, part of a general, but we can't do that by hiding. Yes. You know, we we got to do that by coming out and, and showing people what is the essence, what is the beauty of, of this community? What have they done? What have they built? And what they can still do? That for me uh, is, is, is the desire. And so while we're doing that and stepping out is to also look back at our own history and people think they know. So one of the people that is highlighted that we go through the ML Sultan College. Well, I'm sorry to say the name, the full name of ML Sultan is Mohammed Lapa Sultan Pillay. He go. was a Pillay mm. because Pillay is where names of villages where people came from. Uh, and yet we and so we throw out that as we become more Muslim or we become more uh, Hindu and so on. And so for us uh, as historians is a challenge to look outward to draw the lessons of history so we don't get caught uh, in a racial quagmire, but also to look inwards to liberate ourselves more and more from what we think are the cages of history. History is not a prison. It's a form of liberation. Now, having said that, Ash, um, how much of a consultative process will this be? Are members of the public are welcome to share their ideas as well? Oh, you know, I just think all over. That's why I said, like, all over, you know, at Mariaman Temple tomorrow there's a meeting, in Vadlam, at the ABH, mm. in Tonga. People, mm. people must just make it what they can. You know, and people have different skills, you know. Just talking to one of your producers as we came here, he talked in a language that just mesmerized me mm. about how young people can reach the world. Mm. Me and, uh, you know, Professor Maraj, we think like, you know, we're still writing aerograms to each other and using the post office <laughs> uh, to communicate. So if young people come in, they'll, they'll teach us things. They'll, mm. they'll bring a world to us that we don't know. And maybe we'll give them back a world about the archives and about going through files and about building histories. So see this. As, as intergenerational, as reaching out to South Africa and reaching inwards towards each other. There are people in our community that want to build higher and higher walls. We want to make them crumble. Now, I think it's imp- 
important yeah, yes, also please. that, uh, you know, given the political instability in our country, uh, uh, you know, there's uh, ethnicity, tribalism, etc. that's re-emerging. Mm. And w what's happening in some sectors of our community is that the divisions of 1860 are getting reintroduced. Mm. In an age of Indian linguistic marriage, we're looking at uh, ethnic business forums, attempts to import the politics of Pakistan and India into South Africa. We've got to be wary about these tendencies and with the digital technology that our young friends spoke to, spoke to us about earlier, s some of us are dislocated. We are physically located in South Africa, but you know, you're watching other news channels, etc. Mm. And then you forget your, uh, ways you, uh, you know, your grounding and the need to engage with the challenges. I think we have to engage with the issues of the day proactively uh, because uh, as South Africans of Indian descent, we have got a lot to contribute to this country. Prof, uh, we, uh, we're almost out of time. Uh, we've got about two minutes left. Um, any closing comments from you firstly, Professor Mirage? No, we, we look forward to, uh, to the community participating in this very open program. Uh, there's no hidden agenda. It's very, very public. And I think personally, I would like to see a new layer of leadership emerge in terms of community leaders, mm. intellectual leaders uh, to take the community in the future. Nice we're really struggling there. In last we have a youth department there as well in terms of the young leadership coming yeah. through. Uh, well, finally, Professor Ashwin <laughs> Desai. Yeah, yeah. You know, Final I'll words. Say, yeah, I'll just say the community, I know usually on a Saturday you're obsessed with Liverpool, Man United and so on. Well, they're not <laughs> playing this weekend. I can guarantee you if you come to Chatsworth, this will be more exciting than the boring Man United Liverpool games that go on for all, all time. We know the score will be 2-1, the referee will make a mistake and everybody will you know, quarrel for the next three weeks. This is a different kind of, of, of football game, much more exciting, no VAR and it's about you. It'll be about your histories written on your body located in this city that your forebears helped build. Thank you very much, Professor Ashwin Desai and Bridge Maharaj. All the best in the great work that you guys are doing. Keep it up. We really appreciate it. And thank you for joining us live here on the official drive on Lotus FM. Don't forget the event takes place this Saturday at 2 p.m. Entrance is free. And for, for more information, you can contact 031-309-1951. That's 031-309-1951. Or email sahms at worldonline.co.za. Lotus FM. A proudly South African radio station. Radio station.